one. Hey, we started before we started. We did that thing. Mm. So how about this? So how about this? Mm, I'm Alan Dempsey. And I am Rafiq Shaheen. And today with us is a nationally touring headliner. He's a chlorine cowboy and all around tour de force. Put your hands together for... Jeffrey Luis. Jeff, Jeff Luis will do. It's way too what? solid of an intro. I wasn't expecting all that. What the fuck is a chlorine cowboy? It is this awesome thing he has been doing for almost as long as I've known him, uh, which is kind of like his, it, I guess you would I'm call it his. guy. It, my business is chlorine cowboys. Right, yeah. Oh, and it's like a okay. brand thing. Now, but yeah, right. but it, it started just, you know. It sounded TikToks, like, a, like yeah. yeah, like TikToks and shit. Yeah, but yeah. they're like funny and shit. Yeah, I do them while I'm working. <laughs> sound, I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> sounded, I like, fun. sounded like some kind of drug trade. No, that's, that's what <laughs> He's it one is. of the yeah. chlorine cowboys. Yeah, it's, a, it's a takeoff chlorine, uh, cocaine sure. cowboys. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. We there, we're in Florida. I, 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 a solid I, business name. <laughs> I, it's a great yeah. name. It stuck I, out in my mind. See the logo I, I have envisioned for this that I'm going to get made. Right. You, see, and that that's the thing I love about comics, though. It's like comics... straddle this weird line between being like the most business inept people and like the most on spot business people you've ever met. Yeah. Like you'll ask a comic like, Hey man, how much do you get paid for that gig? They'll be like, I don't know. And it's like, (laughs) uh, well, how much is your merch going? It's like, Oh, well I'm making a 2.5% profit (laughs) margin for every shot glass that I sell over 25. Uh, (laughs) That's a side hustle, bro. That's it. That's all about the merch. Uh, How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, technically, I started 2009, and then um, I wasn't good for like a while. <laughs> well, took yeah. a while to get good. Um, I remember and I, I went to prison for a little bit, so I took I a hiatus. Think, I think the very fir- <laughs> I, I took a hiatus. <laughs> I mean, I was still doing comedy in prison. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> What's the deal with these cages? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I was doing. Um. I think the very first night I ever did comedy, you were there. And I saw you. Where? Uh, it was a Side Splitters. Oh, dude. Wow. That's and a long time it ago. It would have been 10, 2010-ish. Uh, I was not good then. I can, I can guarantee <laughs> well, you that. And I, re- I don't know why you stuck out in my mind, but I, I, I saw you do your act. Well, I think what I remember is I saw a guy who was working hard. And yeah. I th- you did some joke that ended with you like on your knee for some reason. And like making a silly face. And I mean, I could tell you were like working up a sweat. Oh, shit. I think you're talking about. Oh, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> <sighs> it's some joke of some crappy uh, erectile dysfunction pill joke. Okay. That I was doing. Yeah. I was not good. So you saw me like, <laughs> but, but what maybe I saw, like five performances ever. Maybe. Was, maybe like my fifth performance. What I saw was a guy sweating. And working sure. his ass off, yeah. and I was, imp- I was like, "Wow, Thanks. this guy is, this guy's really putting in some work for this fucking open mic, Thanks. you know." I got smoother with it, <laughs> and I, I you always stuck out in my mind. I mean, any, I'm sure anyone I saw that night stayed with me. It's, but you in particular, every time I've seen a picture of you, like that's that guy, I'm that's like, the take a knee guy. I'm legit embarrassed. No, you shouldn't. Long, be. long time ago, for it, sure. You know, it's it's great though that Alan said that because like I I'm listening to like the autobiography of uh, Robin Williams like on the drives to and from work. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they talk about is how much like Robin would work on stage. 
like how much and that's the thing a lot of people don't recognize when they talk about comedy is like there are some people who are so naturally talented that it doesn't look at like work at all but like there are other people who they're they are pouring out their like sweat blood and tears just to try and make people laugh sure 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah i left it all up there yeah yeah you did that <laughs> night you sure did yeah i uh Maybe that's why I didn't get anywhere because I I didn't really put, but I I mean I worked. You quit too easy. I love you, but you quit yeah, way too sure easy. Sure I do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Th- thanks for t- thanks for giving me something else to talk to my therapist about. Good. <laughs> well, no that that is a skill I I eventually acquired was realizing okay I'm in the hole so I got to get myself out of this hole. So we're going to, you know, we're going to dig into the old dick jokes because this crowd is not vibing with what I'm giving them. And for any of us to survive this, I might as well pull out my dick. You know, there's always that thing about like hacky material, too. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff, where like you see the guy who like we've I mean, you've probably seen this guy, too, Alan. But like there's. Every couple of years, there's that guy who shows up and is like, if my erection doesn't go away in four hours, I'm not calling my doctor. I'm calling everybody like that guy. And there's as terrible as it is for comics to be like, that's such hacky bullshit. There's also like people generally like it. Like the audience genuinely enjoys the idea of like, yeah, I would call Bob and tell him my dick's hard. Like I would. (laughs) I've been that guy 10 years ago. I've been that guy, man. Oh, I was... I would do I would do stuff like throw stuff in there that maybe my friends would say and I had no idea you know I, you know me Rafik I don't watch comedy I usually I usually just don't watch anything um, yeah I, I did a joke then I just started and I didn't realize it was a Mitch Hedburn like joke and it was just something my friend said that I was using yeah I wasn't good at writing then but yeah I've been that guy for sure I've been that guy yeah it's it's weird because like. There's that first layer to jokes that everybody has. Right. You know, that's the reason why when you whenever there's a hot new thing going on on fucking Twitter or Facebook or whatever, every joke boils down to the same thing. It's like Jerry Sandusky was caught fucking little boys. That's the reason why I don't send my nephew to blah 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 blah. blah. You know, and it's like cool. Can we just assume that that's the joke because 25 of you have made the same thing <laughs> and we can just move on now like pick something else because no no one's gonna go better than matt fernandez right. this week so like just <laughs> pack it in everybody let's move on <laughs> like <laughs> that's why i try to stick to like personal experience nowadays yeah. all right that so how yeah. do when you've when you write your material are you you tend to pull from a personal source. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And I know Alan's made this complaint about me is that I don't pull personal enough. Right. I agree. Uh, (laughs) I agree with my own assessment (laughs) of you. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess the question to the two of you is because I know know you've said before that sometimes uh, you don't like to get too personal. Depending on what that means. You know, I'm not going to go, you know, when it comes to like how I live, I guess, is is stuff that I want to keep locked up, but more, but in terms of like my emotional rawness, mm. that's, I mean, I, I can't get personal enough. You know, I'll, I'll straight up go, well, 
go. I haven't been on stage in years, but you know, last week in therapy, I had this conversation, you know, and it's just like straight up, you know, and then here's the actual conversation joke. Like, but everything up to that point, not funny. (laughs) You know. So, what did you guys think is the better way to write? Well, if you're talking about me personally, I try to take my punchlines and my jokes and my satire, and I weave them into my personal life stories that happen. And I have plenty of crazy stories that have happened. Right. I I have thankfully had the chance to be a part of one of those recently. <laughs> oh, oh, do tell. Uh, we we weave it in we with can't sat- talk too much. Well, about yeah, it. we can't uh, weave <laughs> weave it in with some satire and some <laughs> other funny. He may have come along to a, a indigenous. <laughs> oh, we ceremony. did talk about yeah. this on yeah, the yeah. podcast. <laughs> It was an interesting time. Yeah. I mean, a lot so, of discipline to get through that night. I, so I'll say this in a broader context. When you're talking about like personal versus unpersonal. That was a rough like, night. <laughs> it was a rough night. <laughs> it was. I say this with tremendous love because I, had, I, I would go with. I would go I've had, with. I've it, had a great time since then. So at, at a different, at a different <laughs> spot. Right. Different so, indigenous, different, different, right. different, different, yeah. like different tribe. Yeah. Is that what that yeah. means? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. I would definitely go through it with you again, even if we had to go to the same one. I would be like, yeah, it's fun hanging we'll out. We'll talk with after buddy, the show. Know? Yeah. But there's, like, there's one coming up uh, real soon. There, there is a whole thing when you talk about personal versus impersonal in writing, where I go. For me, I always tend to start off personal with like the crazy story, and then. The flights of fantasy that my mind take just end up going to like this weird absurdist kind of place, you know. Like it's that whole thing of like I haven't been doing it, uh, you know, recently since I haven't had a chance to get on stage for like a couple weeks. But like, um, like when I was talking about politics, there was the very initial thing of like going, like your political party is like being with your parents at an amusement park. You know, it's like conservatives are like being with your divorced dad where he's trying to convince you that like, no, you guys used to love this place. Like (laughs) it can be great again. I promise you, like this is the one weekend we have together. I promise you if it weren't for like the Mexicans and other people, this would be such a great amusement park. And you're like, no, dad, you can't say those things anymore. But like being with like liberals is like being with those kids you would go on a school field trip with. Where like you never did anything because like nobody could fucking get their act together to actually get shit done. Be like, oh, let's go ride like the no more poverty ride. And everyone's like, no, that sucks. I don't want to ride it. Well, if Yang's not gonna ride the same ride as the rest of us, we're not getting on okay, any so, ride. And so like, where's the fuck. personal in that? So the personal with that is the way that joke started was, you know, I was talking with Tosh and his wife about abortion. And it's like they they are really what I consider to be like not neoliberal, but like liberal conservatives where like they will have you'll have this conversation where it's like we support women's rights in this household. And you're like, yeah. And then someone will be like, but not abortion. And you're like, I think that's <laughs> we were, one of those rights. We were so <laughs> close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> You know, and so, but that's where that joke started off with. And then the flight of fantasy came and bumped it up to like, this feels like I'm at an amusement park with my family. This is what going to an amusement park feels like. This is what being a political party at an amusement park is like and blah, 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 blah. So when I talk about 
going personal. I feel like we're not letting you talk. So oh, jump no, no, in. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I love to listen. Okay. Yeah. Good. Because we like to talk. <laughs> yeah. um, and we don't listen I to each other Natasha, at all. So I told Natasha this in the way. She said, you're going to crush us. I was like, I'm not going to get a chance to speak. <laughs> yeah. I told her. Yeah, that was a good assessment. Um, <laughs> when I think of personal, I'm not necessarily thinking about the detail of that conversation starting with your family is irrelevant to your end game joke. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we're going, is that too? Pro well, what do you know, Alan? You quit comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Just <laughs> I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I just, just want to say one thing funny. <laughs> I, I, lo I, I love that. I really wish you'd get back into comedy. As well. I'm, the, the cartoon never stops in your head, and at some point I probably sure. will. Come talk about it. He's going yeah. to be the pseudo Mark Maron. Yeah. Where he's, he's just going to come blasting out of the gate in like 2055. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, what's the deal with these hologram kids running around? <laughs> Generic impression. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's both Jerry Seinfeld, so it's the wrong comedian, and <laughs> that was just me being old. Um, so personal to me is the emotional stuff. It's me talking. You know, I had this joke that usually landed where it was like I would talk about how therapists don't help. You come in and you're like, yeah. I need help with this, this, and this. And all they want to do is go, well, the Buddhists say, and there's a book. And yeah. lady, I was up all last night imagining a room full of people fucking my ex-girlfriend. What do I do with that? <laughs> Here's what's funny is that's not even a joke. That literally <laughs> happened. So when you talk about being too personal, that's... But then you also go into like Brian Posehn territory. And his whole act is about, I'm a big, stinky, gross guy with a little dick, you know? So that's personal. Sure. You know, so I, I don't know. For me, I, I think there is no too personal. It just, Brian Regan isn't going to get up there and talk about his divorce. That's not what he does. You know what I mean? And so I think he said the word divorce just so he could say, I'm dating again. Because he had spent an entire career talking about being married. Right. So just to let the audience know I'm dating again, yeah. I got it. But he's not going to talk about writhing on the floor crying and shit. That's just not what he does. I would probably do that, you know. It's okay to talk about this stuff. <clears throat> you can make it funny. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, but where would you... Okay, so let's phrase it like this. Where do you find the dividing line in your material between really two personal... No, I don't have one, man. I really don't think I have one. I guess it would talk about, I guess there's certain things I don't, uh, there's certain things I would like to talk about, but it just, uh, I don't have the time on stage to earn it. So you, you, know, you, you like, think? Uh, like, for example, my sister. My sister got in a terrible car accident when I was 12. This is about to get dark. Um, she was almost died. Um, I was a 12-year-old. I was there most of the time. Um, you know, I taught her how to speak again. Uh, you know, reading her children's books, laying in this lane. And, you know, I grew up like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I became a drug addict. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it got worse. Yeah, she just got worse. It's it's a, it's a wake of crap that's still going on to this day. But, uh, yeah, I guess I, I started to write about it, but it's, it sounded so awful. I, I'm not, I haven't made it crowd ready. So, so you feel like if you had, like, an hour special, you could make it crowd ready or, like... 
Dude, I'm gonna need two years of practicing and working this stuff just to even have that. You know, this this is stuff that it's delicate shit. And I don't even know if I can't break down on stage like and talk yeah. about some of this stuff. Uh, you know, I, I mean, are there at least? I'm sure you've thought of this, but like, I like mean, you said, a lot of it's not funny, right? <laughs> well, I guess that's what I was gonna ask. Like, are there at least? There was that one time when you were helping her talk, and instead of foot, she said fart. What you know, whatever. And okay. now it's funny because yeah. she said fart. See, I mean, now, now you just opened up a whole new world, <laughs> like a whole new perspective I didn't even think about. Right? Because it's so personal and so dark. Um. Yeah. Right. Well, no, now uh, I'm really thinking. That, uh, right. Yeah, I was looking at this with the wrong pair of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank uh, you. That's what I'm here for. Alan, get back into comedy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. There's there's a whole thing when you're talking about like is this too dark right right to talk about on stage yeah like, I, like have a, I have something i'd like to say right now but i'm not going to because i don't think i don't think it's right. okay well i'll so, tell you later so my issue has always been that i look at that moment where people go is this too dark where i go of course it's not right. uh, yeah. because i am a grown man you're a grown man audience whatever i will say this thing if you don't like it then you don't like it and we'll move on Otherwise, who cares? Like, I've talked about my dead brother on stage before. I talked about my dead brother recently at a show in which one of my other brothers was at, and he laughed, and he was like, we can never tell mom this joke. (laughs) 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 And, you know, like... I, like to me again, it's dark, but it's like the fact that my mom and my sisters feel like they're being haunted by the ghost of their dog, but my dead brother doesn't get to come back and say hi. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's fucking great. I love that joke. Like, you know, like there's a, but it, you know, it's dark. You know, it's uh, it is fun fundamentally a dark thing. Sure, because it's like my yes, but my, you're also easing the tension with the. The joke. That's what. Right. That's what makes. I mean, that's the the that's you with your marionette strings over the audience. You right. know. And oh, he's talking about his dead brother. This is such a bummer. Ah, oh, ghost stuff. You right. Know? It's so. But when when again, it's that thing of like, <laughs> is this too dark? Can we talk about this? I go. That's the reason why people like Jesselneck and guys can get away with it is because if you write a well enough, and this is vastly different between shock comedy and like well written stuff. Because Jesselneck writes a joke. You know what I mean? Whereas most other comics are just like, oh, I said 9-11. So hilarious. It's so fucking funny. And you're like, no, it's not. Right. That wasn't a joke. That was just you being mean-spirited to national tragedy, you douchebag. Like, fucking there pick was, a lane. Uh, like, <laughs> some years ago at the Dunedin Brewery, they were doing their open mic. And like the night before, there had been some shooting I don't know, in France or something. And every single comic had to say something about it. Right. And I think I think one of the first things I said on stage was, hey, guys, you don't have to try to be funny every time something horrible happens. Right. You know, you can just not talk about it. I was just going to say something I completely forgot. Yeah. Well, so, okay, let, let's... So you mentioned it before. You have spent time in lockup. Oh, yeah. Right. So when we're talking about something that's too dark, 
All right. Um, well, you know, my time in there wasn't like p uh, people would think it would have gone. It was not like that at all. It was fucking hilarious. If you, <laughs> it was yeah. I'm glad you came I out wish, with such a positive attitude. I wish, I wish Seinfeld would go spend a month at the work camp I was at, and I would love to hear his observational yeah. comedy about this place. It's, yeah, just seven year old Seinfeld. Yeah, we've, fucking, <laughs> we've talked about some of this stuff. It's yeah. absurd. It's absurdly funny. Um, and at the same time, you're being oppressed by officers who are the scum of the earth with a yeah. clean record. Yeah. Well, that's all they are. And um, and now they're in charge of other people. Yeah, you can just. Yeah. So there's just it's inherently silly. <laughs> there's only one job they have to do correctly, and that's fucking count you twice a day. That's it's the only job they are held accountable to do. <laughs> did you end up? <clears throat> it's like, I love I love that idea because it's like, did you end up with the same number of prisoners yeah. at the end of the day as you started? It's like somehow we got one more. Yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> that, has happened. that has happened, right? And then they spend four hours trying to figure out the fucking mess <laughs> while you are stuck on your bunk. Yeah. Waiting for these idiots to figure out who was the biggest idiot. <laughs> and exactly how the idiocy occurred. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an inherently silly. When you can step out of it and look at it objectively, you're like, well, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm being mandated every movement I make by people who, you know, should be in here with me. Yes. This is right. ridiculous, yes. you know. And some of them really should be in there with you right. for years. Yeah. You know, there's some evil people there, too. And then also, I, I don't know your story. I'm not asking. I'm assuming you're not in there for, you know, something horrendously violent, um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, dude. I mean, I, I it's, wouldn't say it's it's written on paper as violent, but I was sure. not a violent yeah. person. Exactly. Yeah. And my my point being, so now the non-violent guy is now is being controlled the by this, the psycho. Yeah. yeah. There's they're never gonna make a movie about just bank robbery. But it was no weapon. There's no weapon, Alan. <laughs> I was, I was just, fantastic. I was just going to say, there's That's another long story right, that I can't tell with cell phones anywhere near us. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to say, that is one of those things where, like, if they ever made a TV movie about Jeff, they would have to, like, amp up the violence in order to make it interesting for that's his story. That's not true. That's not, that, there's, I have a whole other life of experience. Um, but yeah, my crimes were not violent. Uh, I, I'm talking about the one that you got caught. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I no no, there was not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they they would have to give it the heat treatment of like they'd sure. be like, here's Jeff come no, kicking in the door. No, no, it's like, hilarious. <laughs> you know, when a guy walks in, oh, I said some crazy shit one time. I don't. I, I really didn't want to talk about this, Rafiq. We, <laughs> we don't have to. We talk about how much I don't want to talk we, about this on air. We don't have <laughs> to. But uh, yeah, you are yeah. okay. <laughs> subject. Well, back to not subject change. Back to. For me, if you want an exercise in how to make dark funny, Doug Stanhope. Right. He has a he straight up beat for beat tells the story of killing his mother. Because his mother wanted to die. She had an incurable illness. They brought her into his house and basically just waited for her to say now is the time and they gave her whatever drug and they like and I mean he he it's a sad fucking story. And at no point is it sad when he tells it. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking absolutely. hilarious. The one that I bring up, I'm sure I've said it on this microphone a thousand times. Jess Reed did a bit on uh, This Is Not Happening about being so pathetically addicted to meth that she was drinking her own meth piss. It is 
the saddest tragic story. At no point do you feel sorry for her. Sure. And it's fucking hilarious from beginning to end. It is, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best crystal, like Bill Cosby going to the dentist, you know, fucking Brian Regan, Pop-Tarts, Jess Reed drinking her own meth piss. It's like (laughs) up there as one of the best comedy performances I've ever seen. I like it's how, amazing. I like how it was clean joke, <laughs> clean joke, meth piss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who's your favorite uh, dark comic? I guess I don't have a favorite dark one. My favorite comic would be Dave Chappelle for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Dave Chappelle, uh, Bill Burr. I, I just saw Joe Rogan. I loved, I, I like Joe Rogan a lot. I had a good show over there. I go back and forth on Joe. Yeah, it was. I had a different experience uh, when I saw him live recently. But you know what? It's not his fault because uh, you know he kind of um, attracts a lot of meatheads because of the MMA yeah. thing. So he's probably catering to that a little bit. Right. Well, um, so that's the you know, thing. Like I see his special, and I'm, I, I love his specials. That, that's the thing about Joe is like to me, there's a there like Joe is definitely a decent writer. Sure. Right. But like he's been playing this character caricature on you know the Joe Rogan experience for so long that like every time I see a special of his now it feels like he's just continuing on that character sure as opposed to being like Joe from like five years ago where you would watch a special and like oh that's a really smart written joke as opposed to like you should be taking like horse dewormers (laughs) you know and the joke is like they won't let you take these and it's like that's about that yeah, you it's know, like, the guy still sold out the arena. I don't give a shit. Right, yeah, I would that's fair. love to be there. I've always said that's how I want to measure success. Yeah. Is I, I want, well, not, not just selling out arenas. I want two nobodies like Alan and myself shit talking me. Right. Like okay. in 2040 sure. on their podcast. Yeah, okay. yeah. I want to be that <laughs> successful. Yeah. I just want to be successful enough to fall off and then be on Dancing with the Stars so I can win one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For sure. That is a weird career path. That, yeah. I just want to I'm trying with the stars. to get to this level of fame right. so that I can eventually get on Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Yeah, essentially. It's a long road to get on Dancing with the Stars. You got to kind of yeah. make it yeah. and then not. Yeah. And plus, you got to keep yourself in like physical enough shape that you I'm can good. still, right? Like, I'm good. Yeah, I will win good. this shit. You're looking fine. I, I will win this shit. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> around. I wish you had I'm seen his say eyes. This right here, right now. One day I'm going to win fucking Dancing with the Stars. There's such intensity coming out of your face right now that it's, it's kind of freaking me out. Serious thing I've said all day. <laughs> I, I love the idea of like, like Jeff getting to that point and then they cancel Dancing with the Stars so he uses his star power to bring back Dancing with okay. the Stars <laughs> just so he can be on it. <laughs> I'm the executive producer and the contestant. <laughs> I would totally do that. Just to do it. <laughs> that's All right. That's dream. Yeah, that's it. I just want to dance Dancing with the Stars. That's it. No arenas. So we had some Reddit Too questions much. from people who may or may not actually know this podcast. <laughs> and we read... This I think this is the question that I love that these are written on napkins. Yeah, this yeah. this is a high quality fucking great. production we got going on here. Um, and by the way, I used part of that napkin to wipe my nose <laughs> last that? time. We okay, were well, at least you um, ripped it off. Yeah, uh, this I think this question dovetails perfectly. When does comedy become disrespectful? By the way, the Reddit user is named Baby Daddy for you. <laughs> Number four. So, <laughs> ladies, if you're looking for the illegitimate father of your bastard child, 
I think we have your guy. We don't need to go any further than that. That's, that's just funny, just the way it is. When does comedy become disrespectful? I think comedy becomes disrespectful when you... <clears throat> so there's, there's that whole thing about punching up, punching down, punching sideways, where it's like, you should never be attacking anyone who's beneath you like your station in life. So like if you are a cisgendered male, don't go after trans women in your jokes or whatever, right? I, yeah, okay. I I don't agree with that. I don't that. either. I think I think it becomes disrespectful when it goes from being a joke to being a point of anger as expressed by the individual. That's pretty that's a, I like that good <clears throat> definition, yeah. I'll go with yours. I so I'm not I'm going to take a totally different path. I'm not sure that it fucking matters. Meaning I've been for the last 3 days I've been listening to a compilation from Opie and Anthony where mm -hmm. they were just brutally maliciously making fun of mentally challenged people and not not to their face, nothing you know, <laughs> not going out in the street, yeah, like, <laughs> but they would like play clips from YouTube or whatever and just say inexcusable shit. And it's like, there's no uh, pretense there. There's no like, oh, we're trying to defend this and we're really saying that. Like, yeah. no, yeah. we're just yeah. telling the worst, meanest <laughs> yeah, that jokes. That wasn't satire. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. yeah we're and, and that is the point. The point is that these guys are, they're not going to do that. They're, they're not out there bullying people because they're mentally challenged. It's that they are in the, it's dudes sitting in a room going, who can say the worst, most uncomfortable thing about this video? You know what I mean? That is the point. That so is. How many views the, they have? Just curious. Oh, I'm sure they Shit. had plenty. <laughs> That's all it is. So for me, it's like, who cares if it's dis disrespect? You know, look, here's the difference. Opie and Anthony are sitting in a room watching this video saying inexcusable shit versus they walk down the street, see a mentally challenged guy, and then go after him and say those things to his face. We're beyond disrespect at that point. That's a whole, that's, I mean, we're, yeah, we're getting into like something evil at that, you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like, there ain't a comic alive who hasn't sat and told some really dark, horrendous, awful jokes at the bar, knowing that the point was, this is dark, horrendous, and awful. That is that is the joke, you know? Now, are you going to get booed off stage? Probably. <laughs> but if that's what you want to do, like, I just don't think it matters. Right. So what do you think, Jeff? Like, Well, I mean, I think if people... <sighs> I think if people are offended by some things, they shouldn't go to a comedy show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I guess that's, I guess, and, you know, this is speculation, but I guess that's kind of what he's asking, yeah. though, in the question, the original question, is like, because there's always going to be somebody who finds something offensive. You know, I like your definition. If it, it comes from a place of anger, yeah, they should draw the line there. Right. I, I think it's, you know, there's... You know the difference between sure. between the guy who sincerely has a evil heart against mentally challenged people <laughs> versus the guy who's just saying awful things because it's it's naughty and fun to say awful things, you know. That's that's what I say about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought you were gonna go with like, and that's and that's what I say. Twenty four. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, let's talk about that for a minute because Jeff mentioned that uh, earlier. You said that you like parody uh, commercials. I like your parody commercials. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I like character work. I like I, I like all that stuff. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I drive a lot. It's like half my job during the day. And um, I'm always coming up with parody songs with the music I'm listening to. And I love doing it. And it's so fun. So, so I, I love parody anything. <laughs> okay. I'm big on parody. I like parody of parody. And I don't really do parody in my act. I just love it. I'm a big fan. So why don't you do it in your act? Uh, I mean, I will. <laughs> I'm not like he's still working on this sister only material. Two things man. I don't really like to do much, and that's politics and sports because I feel like it divides the crowd, and I'm I'm trying to get get uh, everybody on board with the same. Ideas. See, I I I know you I, like to cause a little controversy. Sometimes. Yeah, I'd see, it's funny that you say that because in my mind, I'm, it's never about causing controversy. It's just like but somebody has to follow that controversy that you created in the crowd. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. If I'm, like, the first person up, I'm not going to go, well, here's yeah. my hot five minutes on yeah. why Republicans <laughs> suck balls. Yeah. Like, no. Like, I wouldn't do that a, a, the opposite direction either. I wouldn't be like, so what's the deal with liberals? Are they just cucks or <laughs> snowflakes? Like, <laughs> But, like... So like I get I get what you're talking about like not dividing people but like there is a certain thing about like the to me it's always like these are subjects we can talk about because we're adults and it's not like we're trying to divide people it's like I get it you don't like abortion fucking awesome right that's your call we can have a serious conversation about that and what that means later on or whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But at the same point in time, as adults, we can totally agree that it's ridiculous that, like, you're going to firebomb uh, an abortion clinic because you think that abortions are taking place, even though you yourself have not been inside. So you're just basing this off of like, well, Bob says it's happening and he's got to be a good source, right? Like your friend Bob, who works at the same company you do, who has nothing to do in there himself, you know, and I go, we should be able to talk about that as like people. Right, because you're pointing out the absurdity of that goes beyond the, the ideology. That's the absurdity, you know. Right. That That is that is. Brian Regan observational, only it's about a hot topic. You know, he looks at the inherent absurdity of buying a refrigerator. You're looking at the inherent absurdity of this thing over here, you know. I think it's because, you know, anyone who, who feels the need to stand up in a crowd and, like, share their views to the comic <laughs> shouldn't be at a comedy show. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Now, you don't run into that often, but those people shouldn't be there. We, we had a and guess. It's really the staff's job to get those people out yeah. as soon as right, it starts. Yeah. We <laughs> there need to be a questionnaire. To, are are you the kind of person that's going to stand up yeah. with your views? I think I've seen it happen to you more than anyone. Um, the improv every now and then there's some drunk. I mean, so that I know it's getting yeah. bad when you say sweetie, sweetie. When you start <laughs> saying sweetie, I'm like, yep, so, like that. I, I will definitely grant people that. Like, I know when I'm in a group of comics. And somebody is heckling. And we that's something we should talk about is how everyone feels like you should handle a heckler. But, like, for me, I go, if I am on stage and there's some piece of shit who's been talking through sets or whatever, sure. 
I will I will try kindly to have a conversation and then I'll go get the fuck out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I know. I've seen you set that boundary. Right. And I always respected that, too. Well, because I, I'm a big believer of, like, I know this is going to fuck up my set. But, like, sure. especially when I'm on a show with other comics, I go, I know these guys and they have worked hard to get right. here. The fact that you are being a piece of shit and, like, hurting their ability to do sure. their material drives me up a fucking wall. <laughs> I like, yeah. I like the comment. <laughs> I've seen you pull a great move, which is use the crowd against that one person. I've seen. Yes. Does everyone yeah. want to hear? I've seen you go, does anyone, everybody in here want them to shut the fuck up and get out? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, get the fuck out. Like, That's yeah. a good teaching tactic yeah. where, yeah. You, you know, you, you kind of make the whole class miserable sure. because Johnny over there won't shut the fuck up, <laughs> right. you know? Like, are you guys all enjoying Johnny's little yeah. display here, or do you want to help me with this? Yeah. You know. Well, so that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing too, because it is an audience thing. It's like, hey, man, you worked all week to hire a babysitter so you could take you and your wife out for a night of comedy because your marriage is on the rocks and you trying to bring back some spice. Do you really want this shit bag over yeah, here yeah. interrupting jokes? Yeah. So that way you can go home and be like, well, that sucked. We yeah. should get divorced. <laughs> 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 It's a solid bit. Yeah. I fucked up one time. uh, This drunk idiot was being a drunk idiot. And I was in them. It was one of those jokes that you really have to like lay the groundwork to get where you're going. And she started screaming Mm. over top of the laying the groundwork part. And Mm. I just, I I don't know if this is the right way to handle it, but I think I made my point. I said, Thank you for interrupting the setup to the joke. We all appreciate it. <laughs> I, I swept my arm yeah. broadly. <laughs> we all appreciate it. So, how, how do you handle hecklers? I don't usually encounter them. Uh, I try to like I try to be compelling <laughs> enough to, so that to even keep the hecklers like shut up. Yeah. Keep the hecklers nice and quiet and watching where I'm going. So just um, constantly on your feet moving. Like, um, <laughs> taking a knee. <laughs> I usually kind of let it, I usually just let it roll. Like, I, um, I'll make a quick comment about it that maybe take, it wouldn't take more than three seconds. And then uh, I'll go on with my joke. So, yeah, so, I usually, I don't, I've usually never had an issue with someone continuously fucking my shit up. It's usually something that happens quick. And I can say something quick that that doesn't take too much attention away from the joke and on this person, and then I just keep rolling with it. So you you feel the best way to handle hecklers, by and large, is to just it depends on them. the heckler. Like I've seen I've seen you guys deal with the hecklers more than I've had experience dealing with my own hecklers. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like because, like I said, to me, it's it's always that thing of like I know how hard you work. Right. Right. So when I'm like, if I, we're on a show together, if you go up and someone heckles you during your bit, I will absolutely, if I have the time, be like, hey, let's take five minutes to talk about fuckface McGee because <laughs> and I appreciate like, that shit. <laughs> but I, you know, for me personally, I came up there to do my shit. So if I can just take attention away from it successfully, yeah. then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to like spend. More time berating so, this yeah. person. So, so to you, yeah. <laughs> your time, 
And correct me if I'm wrong on this. Yeah, I'll your, make them look stupid real quick, and then I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, but your time on stage is more precious than dealing with Absolutely. them being shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you remember that Yeah, time? I could get wrapped up for minutes talk, <laughs> talking to Heckler down. I, get, I got shit to do with here. Yeah. I'm trying to get my thoughts. These people need to know my thoughts are <laughs> 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 oh god you just encapsulated that's what it. comedy is i'm hilarious and brilliant yeah. and i need you to know about yes. it <laughs> do you remember that time These that i are hilarious. <laughs> do you remember that time that i screamed through an entire set <laughs> oh was that we were at an open mic and there was this very rude woman and every single comic on stage said something to her because she would not stop yeah and then when she got on stage, I looked at all the other comics. I was like, so are we doing this? <laughs> and uh, so she had no material. Yeah. She was just up there babbling. And I screamed at the top of my lungs for the entire five <laughs> minutes of her set. What, what, what were some of the things you were saying? At one point, I like, screamed, what? I have contempt for you. I, did, I said that to her. Um, every premise that she she would say something like about her car, and I would go, yeah, cars! I just did whatever she said. I just screamed the entire time. <laughs> and then she would try to attack me. She like held up her pinky and said something about me. And then I l looked at the bar and screamed, she sang, I have a little penis. <laughs> and I, just, I would not stop. <laughs> that is great. I think I remember who you're talking about because she was coming around. This is something I say, and this is not about female comics, but like there is a certain type. That's how um, you know it's actually about. Yeah. No, <laughs> this is about. I'm not racist, but no, there, there's a certain type of like woman who will get into comedy sure. who for her, it's not actually about comedy, which is the reason why I'm trying to make that distinction. Yeah, I see. I, like, I see what you mean. I, there's a, yeah, you're making a generalization of a, a pattern that we've noticed. From right. And it's, it's, it's like, those are the, like, it's a woman who wants attention, but she doesn't want to actually put in the work to be like funny. So, and if I remember she was coming around for a while and she would talk shit during other people's sets because like, she thought that was what comedy was. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like, I remember, I think I remember her because I think Choquette had to take her aside one night and be like, no, this is not how a joke works. You don't talk during people's sets. Or, you know, and if you keep on doing that, we'll tell, I think it was like Bob or whoever, and we just won't let you back in the building. Yeah. You know. Always a Bob. Um, it's, it's, it's always, always a Bob. Bob. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I feel like, yeah, somebody, Jim Choquette took the initiative and let that person know that was not okay. A lot of this stuff happens because uh, they are not hearing that enough from other people. Right. Right. You know, and people well, are because they're clearly yeah. not listening. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs to walk up and hey, I've been kind of doing this for a couple of years and like this isn't cool. You know, and if they don't care, then hey, I don't know. You well, know, it's that thing, thing about is, attention seeking behavior. Like there's a difference between like, I feel like comedy is appropriate attention seeking behavior. Okay. Yeah. Of like, we sat down and all agreed there are certain rules. Like we each give each other five minutes and you don't talk shit during my set sure. and I don't talk mm. shit during your set. And you know, like, yay. You, be, you don't you even know. get that with comics that you've been working with. For right. Years now. <laughs> right. Some of it. Right. But I've then, had my feelings hurt a couple of times. <laughs> right. But then there are the people who 
are outside of comedy who don't really understand comedy and they think comedy is just, ah, everyone's focused on me. (laughs) I am hot shit right now. And you're just like, no. But they don't matter. And the comedy will purge that person eventually. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, they're just, they're just passing through. You know, I, I, I guess I relate it to being in jail and <laughs> and watching people come in, like being in county and like fighting the case and watching people come in, you know, and go through their shit. And, you might, and you're like, do I, am I, do I like get close to this person? Because I know they're going to be out like way before I'm out. You know what I mean? This person's going to get close. We're going to be cool. I'm going to have a friend. We're going to learn about each other's family. And then he's going to leave. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah you get to the <laughs> point where people come in like, yeah, this guy's kind of cool. We can probably work out. And talk some shit, play some cards, but why? Like he's gonna be gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the same person. It's just, I don't know. It's just rotating yeah. faces yeah. coming yeah. through. If, if you want to talk about how different our lives are, but how similar, uh, what you're describing feels like most of the kids I knew when I went to private school. Yeah. We were like, oh, cool. I'm not gonna get attached to you. You're gonna be gone in like six months. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're just passing through, buddy. It's true. Okay, Jeff. It's yeah. uh time is it so it's, we, we went at about 44 minutes it's uh, about 451 in the p.m about 10 minutes i gotta write oh that's perfect that'll give you just enough time oh yay questions to, <laughs> yeah. no this is not a question damn it this is uh yeah, I have no this is something much worse uh just go ahead and give your reaction to what i've passed across the table just let it sink in. Let it. Oh, look at the face. Ooh. Ooh. It oh, went, God. it went disgust and then surprise listen um where did you get this? Uh, it was bought for me as this a is sim- legit. Yeah, this is real. Like you can go ahead and printed this. You can go ahead and look at the. This uh, is someone's merch, right? Uh huh. This is someone's merch. Okay. This is uh, Ed Ed the Machine Regine telling one hundred of the funniest jokes. I don't know who this person is because, like I said, I don't watch comedy. No, right. nobody. Not knows that who I is. would know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That doesn't. Is this for me? Do no, no, no. Oh, this okay. is just for you to yeah. just feel in your soul and I mean, tell I us what it, you think about it. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's, <laughs> this is funny looking at. I don't, yeah, I think it's a great marketing technique <laughs> to tell you with so much confidence. Look at his face. He's like, I know these are the funniest jokes. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Dude, listen, you can sell a shitty joke with confidence. I've done it several times. Uh-huh. So he, he doesn't. I'm not going to um, be, um, I'm, I'm not going to just assumingly judge this person. I would like to hear these hundred funniest oh, jokes. Oh, um, oh, you think you uh, would, yeah, huh? Right. You All right, you got one pass queued that up? over. Yeah. Uh, you got one queued? Yeah. yeah. Boy, do we have a gift for you. <laughs> Here one. Uh, real, real fast, we say this every time, most of these tracks are out of order. Okay. So it, whatever title number 52 is will not be, or 50%. Did he sign this for you? He did sign it for me. Who, who's your friend that had this guy do this? <laughs> a family member Okay. bought this out of sincere love, and I've been making fun of it ever since. And they knew how shitty it was? Oh, no. Oh, they thought well, it was okay. good. Well, okay, here's the thing. He does do... These are street jokes. Is it, well, yes, is this, yeah, so this is a person that said, hey, you might use this in one of your little skits. <laughs> yeah. Someone like that gave it to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which never gets old. <laughs> hey, you might be able to use these jokes that someone else used that were someone else's jokes in one of your little skits. Right. It's that person. These it's are street jokes. It's too in skits yeah. that drives me up. <laughs> oh, yeah, your little skits. Like, yeah. nothing's more minimizing. Uh, shit, I've been... Working for years on <laughs> one my of my little, little one of your little skits. One of your little skits. These are street jokes, but this guy is a sincere comic, and he's okay. not bad. 
does, we don't make, like his material. Is he making a living? Well, he was seen on a cruise. A family member of Bro, mine. that's a dream gig. Yeah. No, fuck that. I'm going to be telling these jokes <laughs> next week. But he doesn't stand on stage telling street jokes. He has an act. Okay. And it's not bad. We've seen it. So we don't like it. Is a joke to himself. Yeah, his merch. Well, I respect that. His merch is fucking street jokes that he tells poorly on a self-printed CD. That's hilarious, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we're See, the jokes. You have this. It's <laughs> funny. You're the joke. It's to funny. Him. It's funny until you've heard fifty-one of them, <laughs> and then you, you want to die. Of them. That's impressive. <laughs> so we're now, on fifty-two this now. This has a legit act. This has to be a joke to him. I don't think it is. No, no. Because you said his he act, has a decent act, right? I mean, when I say, hear me out. When I say decent, is I, it I don't. When I say decent, who books this? <laughs> he he does well on stage. Yeah, he connects with the audience. He's very silly. He's he's sure, a very energetic. Crowd. Yeah, they have nothing better to do. Right. He's a he's good at what he does. That's all that matters. But I'm not gonna sit here and try to tell you he's Patton Oswalt. Right. You Heard know that. he's he's he ain't. See, bro, I don't talk shit about like other like people, especially that they're doing better than I am. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. But I also... I, on the other hand, yeah. have no problem. <laughs> on the other hand, this is shit, and yeah. I hate him for it. Let me get one. And I want him in the octagon. one or two. This is 52. 52 may or may not be about policemen. Okay, I'm so excited. Here we a go. A policeman sent hey. his wife to a beach resort for a vacation, and due to a crime wave, he had to join her a week later. Once he got down there, they went to the beach, and they started to make out. And when another policeman came by, he said, hey, put your clothes on. The husband said, well, I'm a policeman and I'm so embarrassed. I hope you understand. And the policeman said, well, I've never seen you here before. I think I'll give you a break. He said, but this is the third time this week I caught this bitch. I did not follow one moment of that. (laughs) The policeman became a husband. Somebody's a husband now, and now there's a second policeman. So this woman's fucking people outdoors often, but different people. None of that connected in my brain. That was a disaster. How many times did you hear him pause trying to remember the rest of the fucking joke? I don't think, yeah, I don't think that was the joke. I think that just what made it on there. I don't think that was originally the joke. That, that's a bit where we've done this before, but it's like, how do you improve that? Literally... You know how you improve that? Is you just don't need to mention that the husband is a policeman. Holy shit. Why was the first guy a policeman? Right? Like That had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the worst one yet. <laughs> We've sat through 51 steaming turds. Wait, this is the y'all, worst y'all one yet. through 51 of these jokes? Yeah. Like, yeah. On the air? Oh, yeah. yeah. This is masochism at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. It's just funny. It's just funny. It's what the fuck was that? <laughs> By the way, this is your star segment. The title. This guy's shit. The title huh? is "Police Men" with an E, meaning multiple policemen. But he starts with a policeman, and then later there's another police. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've fallen. I've finally. He broke me. Ed, you win. You win. Fifty-two tracks of this crap. Name again. Ed the regime. What is Ed the machine regime? Here, why don't you take another gander at this cunt? Take a look at this. Oh God! Make fun of this guy. Look at it. Look at his hair. It's great. (laughs) Dude, he's got to be sixty something. I. You know what? Kudos to him, man. Ed. 
Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Keep doing Don't what listen you're to doing. these assholes. <laughs> well, our, our ultimate we all home. live in our Look, mother's house. I don't care if he keeps doing He's yeah. already released the plague into yeah. the world. This is, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the damage has been done. <laughs> I can't even. Poor Ed. I will not <laughs> knock thy art anymore. <laughs> Ed. You won't. <laughs> Mock oh, thy art. God. That was the, that's the worst one yet. That, that is really bad. I'm stunned. I didn't think it could get any worse. Oh, well. So, you do one of these every show? At least so one. this is the 50 second time? <laughs> yeah, I, so this is what we, this is the, this this is the is, whole impetus. This is how, no, I love This is how we like to close. We yeah. like to close on sadness Poor and Ed, misery. Poor Ed. Do you ever tag Ed in these? <laughs> we oughta. We, we really <laughs> friend Ed today. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. And what we hope is that at some point in the future, after we get through Ed's immaculate CD is that Ed comes on to yeah. the show. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. So that way we can have a real heart-to-heart conversation <laughs> about Ed's art. <laughs> I, I, I need I need answers. <laughs> I need justification for this. You know what? I, I, I would be willing to accept if Ed came on he was like, I made it because drunk schmucks will buy anything. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Which, uh, yeah. which one? I'd be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. All right you yeah. won, dude. That's like, no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the joke? <laughs> but the joke's it, on me. Even then, though, like what you're talking about with the thing, it's like he's pausing to remember. That joke was what? 30, 40 seconds maybe? It was 31 I believe. And it's like, dude, you can't remember a 31 second bit for a CD that you made? He got lost (laughs) halfway through. He got lost. The cop became a husband or something. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Ugh. Come on, give me give me something good before I go. Right, you you want another Ed? No, no, I don't want another. Oh Ed. yeah, I know what no one does. <laughs> I just don't want to leave on an awkward silence. I'm like, this is weird. It's fine, uh, Rafiq. Come up with something good. You're good at that. <laughs> come up with a fucking. Are we doing street jokes? Because this this is li- when you're talking about like being pissed off at the CD. This is the reason why. This is a street joke I made like two years ago. Like in conversation with somebody because they were asking like for a joke they could take home. And it was just as simple as two old men are sitting on a rocking porch and one says, hey, Earl, you think as we get older, memory is going to become a problem? And the second old man turns to the first and goes, who the fuck is Earl? Hey. Right? It's it's a lame, shitty street joke. That took me 30 seconds to write in my own head, right. and Ed has a hundred of these <laughs> that, that he, he didn't buy. write. That he didn't write. That he heard. That because they're the funniest jokes he's ever heard. Heard. I need a little more candor. You need, yeah, I know. It's yes. Yeah. It's addictive. You can't let it go. Oh, it, it's oh, haunting. Yeah, there's no lying in this statement. <laughs> no. Yeah. And well, I think the lie. I think the lie. Prove a lie. I think the lie is the word funniest. <laughs> no, prove that he doesn't think they're the funniest shows. Prove it. That's like That's nerve pain. That's true. Yeah, prove it is a <laughs> nerve pain. Yeah. You can't tell me I don't hurt. Yeah. Fucking bastards. Oh God! Vultures. Uh, uh, listen, I gotta go. I got a doggy. Uh, uh, plug shit. Where can we find you? What you are you guys doing? didn't let me. They didn't let me bring my dog in. They, we, oh, don't you fucking say that. Dog I told you, you absolutely, uh, you could bring your dog. I don't want to name drop, but Kevin Holly had my dog in my lap the entire time. <laughs> oh, he had free roam around the studio. 
He may or may not have peed on something. Like, <laughs> Whatever. Kind of, listen, I don't expect the red carpet treatment, but my dog's a whole different story. I told the you. The dog deserves the yeah, red carpet. I, I told he you. He here the whole time. I told you, you, just like with Alan's dog. He would have been barking the whole time, but you try to lock him up. <laughs> like, you you could have brought him, put him in a kennel outside. What kind of dog you got? I got a, a bow dog. Is he here? Boston, no. Oh, Boston Terrier Dachshund. Send pictures, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love doggies. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, that's the best. Uh, so plug shit. Where can we see you? at? Oh yeah, I forgot. We... All, yeah, I got shit coming up. Uh, I'll be at Eight Bit on the sixteenth at Vortex here in St. Pete uh, with Kyle, Kyle Reese's show. On the twenty fifth, I am with Steve Miller and Jeff Klein and Stephen Henry at Liquid Garage in Newport Ritchie. Okay. And then October first and second, I'm in Alabama with Natasha. We're, we're doing a weekend at the Happy Hour Comedy Club. Oh yeah, awesome! An old two powers town. Where can they when? find you on? Uh... Uh, you can find me at Jeff Louise. It's Jeff J E F F. Last name is spelled with two L's. It's L L U I S. You can find me on Facebook. It's public. Um, you can find me on Instagram. It's a uh, Jeff Louise comedian at large. I'm on TikTok. I don't like Twitter too much. So when are you in Alabama? October first and second. October. Okay, I'm gonna be there in a couple weeks. Okay, that's a couple weeks from now. <clears throat> Well, it, it's a different couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Your other left. Guys, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank awesome, you for coming. Man. You were great. So, mm-hmm. how about this? So, how about this? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of So How About This. If you liked that episode, please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, or leave a review. If you really liked this, tell a friend. If you hated us, Tell somebody you also hate. Tell five people that you hate about us. Find your arch enemy and convince them to listen to our podcast because you hate us so much and you want to punish them for it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at So How About This One. That's the words So How About This, followed by the number one. If you have any questions you want answered on the show, just hit us up on Twitter and don't forget to stay tuned for new episodes.